Last week we discussed artificial intelligence. Today, Chet and Gary dive a little deeper. Let's go! Good morning, Chet. How are you today? I'm doing good, Gary. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Well, last podcast, we touched on um, artificial intelligence a little bit. And so today, I think we're going to try to expand a little bit on that subject. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things that we need to uh, talk about with artificial intelligence that we didn't get to uh, last time. Um, there's uh, been a lot of talk lately about are we, we moving too fast, should we slow down? Uh, Elon Musk, for example, recommended we take a six-month break and just everybody kind of sit back and, and understand a little bit more. So the, the question becomes, what is AI doing to us and how do we know whether that's good or bad or, or so forth? So I think one of the things that might be worth kind of mentioning is uh, how people can determine whether or not it is. Uh, and that, that's one of the things that I think is going to be really important. You know, Hollywood gives us all these terrible horror movies of oh, the yeah. AI taking right, over right. and uh, Skynet wiping out the world and all this other kind of stuff. Robots taking over. Robots taking over, yeah. Um, and even more subtle and frightening than that it is, uh, what do we do if we have a, uh, a piece of artificial intelligence that appears to be sapient? Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a thought. Okay, anyway, uh, one of the things that uh, uh, I've been reading another book, and in there they talk about evaluating things and uh, in light of human flourishing. And I thought that was an interesting concept in saying that if, if we want to determine whether AI is good or bad, then we should remember that if it doesn't encourage human flourishing, it's probably not good. So how do we do, do that? And, um, you know, we're, we're seeing computers just explode at an outrageous rate. Um, the, the technology is changing so fast, even the people that are writing the code can't keep up with it. And the only thing that we really can guarantee is that whatever the future is going to be, it's going to be different than we have today, and it's going to be happening before we're ready for it. Uh, and, and so we need to find some way to look at this and understand the difference between these. And one of the things that I came across when I was learning to program was an exercise that's given to programming classes. Uh, and when I finally began to understand what this exercise was, it's a good way to understand the difference between what humans do and what computers do. It's actually called the Towers of Hanoi problem. And uh, this is probably uh, well known and a lot of people have heard about it. But what it uh, basically is, is the, the gods gave the monks a challenge. And they said, here are three pegs, call them left, middle, and right, for lack of anything else. There are 64 gold discs stacked on the leftmost peg. They're all different sizes, and they're largest on the bottom, smallest on the top. And the challenge to the monks is to move all of the 64 discs from the left peg to the middle peg. There are a couple of very simple rules. 
Uh, number one, you may not put a larger disk on top of a smaller disk. And number two, you can only move one disk at a time. And so go have at it. Well, this turns out to be so many steps uh, that uh, we don't have to worry about the world ending at any time. Quite <laughs> <laughs> like a process. Uh, yeah, you know, the, the number of steps are, are some outrageous uh, power of 64 to the 64th or some outrageous thing like that. Uh, it's a very large number of steps. But the important thing about it is there are, or there is a programming approach and a human approach. And that's where I see the difference here in understanding what is artificial intelligence. And so let me explain them real quickly. Uh, the programming approach is to look at this and say, well, this is a very simple thing to solve. All you have to do is move the 64th disk from the left peg to the middle peg. Well, okay, but I can't do that because there's disk 63 on top of it. So then all I have to do is move disk 63. Oh, wait a minute, 62 is on top. Right, right. So I have to do that. And that introduces a subject called recursion in programming. The code calls itself and says, move one less than the number that you asked me to move. So if you ask me to move 64, I'm going to call myself to move 63. And when I get down to disk number one, then I planned all the possible moves, and I can turn around and execute them. Right. But you're basically planning them all in advance and kind of stepping down the uh, or back up the stack trying to figure out what you're going to do. And that's the programming approach. The interesting thing about that is humans can't do that. Why? Because we can't keep track of all of those billions and billions of steps that are involved there. Uh, and if you wonder how many steps are we talking about, just think about the fact that you've got to take the top 63 disks and move them to the rightmost peg. Then you can move the 64th disk to the middle to peg. The middle. Mm -hmm. Then you have to move all of the 63 disks mm -hmm. from the, you know, back in again. And so the, the number of moves, uh, like I said, are outstanding, outstanding. But the interesting thing is that's the programming approach. That's how a computer could do it. And the pro computers can handle that and take care of that. Humans can't do that. So there's a very simple thing that humans can do. And it's three very simple rules. And those simple rules are that you always want to move or let's say uh, let's say it differently. Uh, if the last disk you moved was not the smallest disk, then you want to move the smallest disk, and you always want to move it in the same direction. So, for example, from left to middle, middle to right to left to middle to right, you don't want to go in the other direction. You just move it in the same direction. That's really easy to keep track of. You know, what direction am I moving? Was it the last one or not? And if the last move that I made was the smallest disk then you make the only other legal move. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And you do that, and you can be successful. Uh, and you can start doing that immediately. You don't have to do any pl fancy planning or anything else. you got a couple of things you're keeping track of, and you just go and do it. Humans can do that. So when you think about this and you say, what's artificial intelligence? Artificial intelligence, in my mind, is programming the computer to think the way the humans do. Um, and I also uh, I saw an example of this uh, in uh, something that's talked about with machine learning when uh, we were first starting to look into the idea of machines being able to learn. And one of the challenges or, or thought exercises was if you told a computer 
uh, standing at the door of a room cluttered with furniture, that there was a bowl of candy at the front of the room and it needed to get a piece of candy out of the bowl, the computer would stand there for a considerable period of time trying to figure out the best route through the, all the furniture to reach the front of the room to get the candy. Now, if you had a five-year-old kid and you said there's a bowl of candy <laughs> up there, before, the, before you finish the statement, the kid would be at the candy. Right, right. They, they didn't do, do any planning. They climb over <laughs> things and they push them out of the way. They get it done. <laughs> they get it done. So basically, the human just kind of jumps in and starts doing it. And they learn as they do it. So when I think about artificial intelligence, what I think is, that we mean is we're trying to figure out how to tell a computer to do things in the same way that we do. In other words, that's our intelligence, the ability to learn as we do it, uh, to just jump in and start going for it and know that we can solve the problem as we progress. So that's what's really happening with this whole thing about artificial intelligence. We're finding a way to tell the computer, or I'm sorry, to teach the computer mm -hmm. by giving it a bunch of examples. So I could show a artificially intelligent computer program photographs of cats and dogs and tell the computer each time I show it a photograph what it is. And then I can come back later and I can ask it, is this a cat or a dog? And it can tell me yes. <laughs> yeah, it's one or the other. Right. Yeah. And name the name the correct one. Uh, the interesting thing is that we don't tell the computer how to differentiate. We don't tell it what makes up a cat or what makes it a dog. The computer figures that out on its own, just like a human figures that out on their own. Uh, and uh, the more sophisticated things are, the the more complicated they get, and, and so forth. For example, driving a car. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yes, a computer can drive a car. Is it as good at it as a human being? Not at the moment, but it is definitely capable of doing it. Uh, flying airplanes. Computers can fly airplanes. Um, usually with that, it's not quite artificially intelligent flying the plane yet, but it, it's getting there. Uh, so the thing is that we, we need to train them, and that's one of the things that we need to take a look at is the training. Now, there are a couple of really interesting advanta uh, advantages to uh, the idea of the computer doing it. And one of those advantages is that if I teach one computer how to do something, I can take that knowledge and share it with other computers. I don't have to teach each computer independently. So there's some real advantage to taking and being able to teach computers and then share the code that gets generated by the computer. And that, that allows that experience to be shared across machines where we can't do that with humans. We have to teach each human being uh, how to do it. Uh, so that, that's kind of the important thing there. But the, the key that, like I said, in, in my mind with this artificial intelligence stuff is we're training, not programming. And we have to look at this from the human uh, thriving or, or human uh, advancement type side. What, what is that doing to make our lives better? Is it doing something for us as opposed to doing something to us? Mm -hmm. uh, and it, that's kind of the key to all of this. And how we make those calls, I don't know. Uh, I do know that with humans, if you're going to be a doctor, you go in front of a board and the board certifies that you are adequately knowledgeable about the subject matter to be called a doctor. If you're going to be a lawyer, you go in front of the bar and you pass the bar exams in a community and they say, yes, uh, you have proven to us 
that you understand the law enough to practice law in this community. We don't have a review board for artificial intelligence computer programs yet. Should we is, is I guess, one of the questions. Uh, should we have something like that? Well, yeah, because at some point, um, there's people are going to have to be monitored how they're teaching is you know what how they're teaching these computers. Been told all the correct facts. Right, right. Uh, it's not smart enough about the environment to evaluate the information that's being given. It it trusts whatever it's told. Well, you know, along those lines with AI, we're just I know we've spoken several times about it um, that we're just kind of disappointed with the performance of Siri yes you know um, hopefully that will be addressed in the future and we'll find out June the f- June the 5th maybe hopefully uh, hopefully, hopefully. I'm, I'm hoping that we'll hear something about it in what Apple's plans are for it uh, and I know a lot of stuff has been going on around uh, chat GPT and so forth is is really uh, interesting but of not great deal of uh, value right Right. now Uh, what uh, bard is doing and what microsoft is doing with bing uh, those are much more valuable i think to people but they're they're not as helpful as i would like them to be right and gpt that's just kind of a novelty right? it's a novelty right now it's it's something to play with and wow is that impressive but it uh, i don't know that's doing anything other than that well, we can hold our breath and hope uh, on June the 5th, that's the WWDC, the big uh, development uh, developer conference Apple has every year, and uh, hopefully that uh, some of these questions will be answered. I hope so. But anyway, the, the big thing, though, is uh, we as people need to stay uh, in touch with this and not just kind of tune it out. Absolutely. All right, uh, Chad, I think that'll be enough for today on our artificial intelligence. Uh, I feel a lot smarter by going Well, I, I just want to say that when I grow up, I want to be artificially intelligent. Absolutely. <laughs> well, well, we'll wind it up here, Chad. Uh, you have a wonderful day, and I think we're gone. Goodbye, Chad. All right. Goodbye, Gary.